BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode today. It's with Noah Herb from The Bachelorette. And so many of you are actually the reason that this episode was able to happen because you slid into Noah's DMs and told him he needs to come on the show. So I love you guys, whoever you are. You know who you are. You're rock stars. Before we get into Noah, I'm going to answer a few questions that you had asked me and then we'll get right into it. And sorry in advance if you hear any weird noises. I'm sitting on our balcony at our Airbnb And the sounds of Miami are just like really interesting. All these people, like so many people have like really nice sports cars and they think it's really cool to like rev their engines. And it's the worst sound in the world. Like I can't even explain to you. It's just like, why are you like anyone who has a car like that who revs their engine? That's a red flag. Anyway, someone asked, do you have a podcast where you discuss how to ask the person you're dating about their past relationships and the do's and don'ts of that combo? That would be really helpful also just to even start this conversation and how to ensure that it's a constructive conversation. So this is something that I do like very early on. I want to know everything about their past, especially exes, because that's just who I am. I'm super curious And I feel like it's very telling to find out like how their last relationship ended. So probably anywhere in between dates, like one and three, I'll say something like, so like, when was your last relationship? Or like, how long was your longest relationship? If you say it in a lighthearted way, and you just like are curious and want to get to know them better, it's fine. If you say it too far down the line, when it seems like you're like being insecure about the relationship or questioning things, then I think that's where the issues lie. Whereas like if you get it out of the way ahead of time, it's not a big deal. And I feel this way about everything. Like, you know, if you let things slide in the beginning, then you're the only one to blame later when you decide that they piss you off. Like everything that you do in the beginning lays the groundwork for the relationship in general. So make sure that in the beginning you ask the questions that you want to ask so that, you know, if you wait until later and then you ask a question and you get an answer that you really don't like, like that's too bad. You're already with that person, you know, but I would say do's like do not be judgmental. Um, or I guess that's more of like a don't be judgmental. Do ask questions after you get answers, like keep going. You know, I feel like 
there's always more, but you're never going to know unless you ask. So if they're like, oh yeah, like my last relationship was five years. Like that's a big deal. Like you can't just be like, okay, cool. You should be like, wow, that's a long time. Like, were they really close with your family? You know, what didn't work for you guys? But also I think it's important to ask like, what did you like about this person? I know it's like not easy to want to like hear that because, you know, you don't want to think about them liking anything about their ex, but obviously there was something that drew them to this person. Maybe there were qualities they liked about this person. Ultimately it didn't work out, but I think it's important to ask. I think if you, it it can be difficult. Like for example, if they were dumped, then you don't really want to know what they liked about this person. Cause maybe if they were up to them, they would still be with this person. But Still, like, even if you were broken up with, there are things like there are red flags looking back that you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't great about the relationship. So I think getting into, you know, what did work and what didn't work is really important and constructive for your own relationship because now you know, okay, they really liked that their partner was someone who worked really hard, but they didn't like that their partner, you know, never wanted to spend a night in and wanted to eat out every night or something, you know? Someone asked, question for the next podcast. Can you talk about how you went from your type being quote unquote swaggy guys to looking more for a partner who will be a great dad? Was it maturity, learning from past heartbreaks, a mixture or something else? I'm 25 and so picky, which I think is a good thing, but also feel like I might be mistaking chemistry on a date for an overly charming personality. Such a great question. I think for me... I remember going to dinner with my girlfriends from college who are all like ahead of me in terms of like, they're all married, like they're getting pregnant. And I remember saying to them when I was dating someone in the past, I was like, do you see, this was before babies. I was like, do you see, like, can you picture your husbands or like your boyfriends, your fiancés as fathers? Like, can you, do you picture them as a dad? Like, is that something you already kind of envision? And they were like, yeah, obviously. And I was like, oh, like I never dated someone that I could picture as being a good dad to a potential kid in the future. And I do want to have kids. So I felt like that was like part of like the swaggy. It's like the swaggy guy is not like a dad. Like my dad is a great dad. He's a great guy, but like he's not swaggy. Like he's a dad. Like He's a little nerdy. Oh my God, these noises, guys. This is crazy. I'm so sorry. Um, He's like a little nerdy. He's like whatever. So it's like, if you have a great dad, like that's who you should be in a way, like thinking about as like a model for who you date. Like, because like if you have a swaggy dad, then like, cool, that's, that's actually awesome. But like for the most part, I think dads or like people who, you know, even people who are swaggy at one point, like when they become a dad, like you're just like a good dude who like shows up and like is there for your kids and I feel like I had to start thinking about is this person somebody that could be a good dad as opposed to like is this somebody who could get me into Acme or like get get into a club and like be cool like is this somebody who you know would get onto Raya or like be on Soho House which like sorry be part of Soho House which by the way none of that matters like the only thing that matters is that this person is good to you and going to treat you well and that you like them. So I think for me, it was maturity. When I was 25, I was still kind of into the swaggy. I was also like making bad decisions. I remember I was still like dating people just because they liked me a lot, not because I liked them a lot. And I think it's really easy to mistake 
chemistry on a date for an overly charming personality. I actually think that I, in some ways on some dates, like can have this overly charming personality as a Libra and people think it's chemistry all the time or like did in the past. And they would, you know, message me after the date, like, oh my God, we had the best time. Like, let's do this next week. And I'd be like, wait, no. But it was like me just being, you know, extra charming because that's part of my personality. So I think it's important to, you know, if you're 25, it's no sweat. Like you, you will grow out of that in time. Like you can still date swaggy if, if you want. Um, you know, I didn't date, I didn't meet my, really meet my current partner until 29. So. Do you guys have a new year's resolution? Like, is that not the worst question ever? But seriously, like, do you? Because I'm so curious and I want to hear yours. So DM me and tell me. But part of mine is to keep up this healthy lifestyle that I'm now trying to do. Like you see my workout videos and now I want to match me working out with like what I'm putting in my body. And that's why I've been obsessed with Daily Harvest recently. Daily Harvest delivers delicious smoothies, all built on organic fruits and vegetables with like the best best, freshest stuff right to your door. It takes minutes to prepare. And now I never have to think twice if the smoothies I'm making are actually good for me. And like also thinking about all the different ingredients to put in, like nobody has time for that. Staley Harvest also has not just smoothies, but food that is amazing. And it all comes frozen. You just take it right out of the freezer and they've got amazing flatbreads. Like you really need to check it out. They've got ice cream that is absolutely delicious. Like I'm obsessed with the ice cream and they never use preservatives or added sugar or anything artificial. They actually work directly with organic farms to freeze their ingredients at peak ripeness, peak ripeness. Like what else could you need? It's really an amazing thing, especially if you have, you know, a goal in mind to be a little healthier this year. Daily Harvest just makes it so much easier for you. If you go to dailyharvest.com and you enter promo code ACME, you're going to get $25 off your first box. So use promo code ACME at checkout at dailyharvest.com and you're going to get $25 off your first box. So that's dailyharvest.com, promo code ACME. Do you have any episodes about being engaged life as fiancés? This is so funny. I remember somebody asked this and I was like, well, no, because I'm not engaged. But I have heard that like things come up a lot when you're engaged. Like sometimes like exes will reach out and congratulate you, which can actually in turn like cause drama with your fiancé. I've heard. Um, I can't imagine that first of all, that any of my exes would reach out if I got engaged but second of all, that anything would piss off my partner if that happened because we're so open and honest about each other's exes and about each other's lives. And that's another thing I talked about this week. Like, it's so important to discuss your like past relationship trauma with your partner so that if like triggers come up and things like that, you won't or like the person will understand what you're going through. Somebody said can you talk about dating someone and being patient with them when they're not fully over their ex? Yeah. I mean, I think when you date anyone who's recently gotten out of a relationship, like they're not going to be completely over their ex, but I don't know how patient I would be. I mean, I did. It's so funny. So in, in college I had this like 
I don't know if it was like a kink or like a weird thing I was into. I loved dating guys who like weren't over their ex because I loved the challenge of like making them get over this person. I know that sounds so weird, but that was a thing that I was into when I was immature. And I feel like the thing is like, it's not your job to make someone get over their ex, but like as they date you and they probably wouldn't date you if they didn't like you enough to feel like it was more than a rebound. So I guess patience is important in that scenario. I think, you know, we all have leftover feelings in some way or another to exes, even like exes from high school and whatnot. So I think just to be empathetic and understanding that we're all kind of going through that, um, maybe some of us more than others, especially if we've just gotten out of relationships, like that's normal. Should you tell a significant other if you get hit on? Totally. I mean, this is like, my favorite thing to do. We were walking last night um, back from dinner and my boyfriend was like walking ahead of me with with my other friend and my girlfriend and I like got hit on behind them, but they were like walking ahead and didn't notice. And we were so excited to go up to them and be like, we just got hit on and you didn't notice. Like, it's just, it's just really funny because it's like, if you're secure in your relationship, like you want to be like, look, someone hit on me. Like how fun. And your partner's not going to be like, what? That's so fucked up. I can't believe someone hit on you. Like they're going to be like, that's amazing. Like go girl, you know, and vice versa. Like I love when someone hits on my boyfriend. Um, it's just like, it makes me realize that he's like a hottie. Someone said, since Saturn went into Aquarius, I would love to hear you talk about your experience with your Saturn return on the podcast, what house it was in, and if it did affect that part of your life, how you grew over the three years, et cetera. So this is a great topic. And I'm going to close out with this one because I really want you to hear this episode with Noah. But basically, my Saturn return was the craziest three years of my life. I'm just coming out of it now as I've turned 30. I believe my Saturn's in Capricorn, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking it up. But three years ago, when I was 27, I had just recently been dumped. I had been in a job that didn't fulfill me at all. I was in no way, shape or form sober. In fact, I was seriously addicted to weed and I just did not know who I was. I was a completely different person than I am today. Um, Wait, let me tell you, my Saturn is in Capricorn, as I thought. And it's just been, and and like now it's changed to Aquarius, which means like my Saturn return is over. Everything, everything changed. Um, You know, as I mentioned before, I got sober. I started my passion. We met at Acme. I found an amazing guy. I mended relationships with family members. I found out who my true friends were. I grew exponentially in these three years. So if you're just entering your Saturn return, literally hold on tight because shit is going to change in the next three years. And actually we have an old episode on this with Aliza Kelly about how you shouldn't get married until after your Saturn return because you're a completely different person after. So check it out. And I'm really excited for this episode with Noah. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Noah Herb from The Bachelorette. Hey Noah. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. A little sleepy, but life's great. I see that you're rocking a mustache again. Yeah. Um, so I've been in Colorado. Colorado changes a man. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I decided why not have the mustache back? Yeah, new year. why not? We'll see if it goes into the new year fully or not. But I, you know, I just decided to do it. Having a little fun. Mm-hmm. 
Well, actually, a lot of people wrote in and a few women were like, I like the mustache. So if you need if you need to know that now, you know. So the mustache is always hit or miss. If there's polls, it's always either like 50-50 or 60-40. And people yeah. are either so adamant for it or so adamant against it. But it's it I, still kind of funny. I So for like aesthetics, like I think a mustache actually looks cool. For me personally, like I have really sensitive skin. So it's like when you kiss a mustache, you like get like a rash above your lip, you know? Well, you gotta not. You can't be just burring your face around left and right. You know, yeah, not thinking yeah, about the other person's face. But <laughs> I have actually heard. It's true, that. it's true. Um, but Noah, tell us or our listeners who who don't know you a little bit of background. How old are you, and where are you from originally? So I'm 26. I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm a travel nurse. So you know, I I tend to move around quite a bit for a few months at a time. So right now I'm in Colorado, but yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma is home. I have a huge family. Almost everybody's still in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, you know, that's just about where I'm at. Awesome. And what is your current relationship status at the moment? So immediately after the show, I was kind of like, all right, that was a lot, you know, Um, and it didn't work out for me. I'm just going to relax and, uh, you know, focus on me spend time with my family. And then after the show, you know, I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm open. I'm open to, you know, meeting, meeting new girls and seeing where it goes. And then I decided, you know what, I might just take a large portion after the show to still just focus on myself, see, you know, where I kind of want to go. So I'm still single. Um, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm debating on going on bachelor in paradise. So that wouldn't make any sense to me to be, you know, pursuing a relationship if I'm going to go on that. Um, sure. So I am single and I've just, I've just been working quite a bit and kind of just taken in the last year. Cause the last year was pretty crazy for me. I'm sure. Has anyone interesting, you don't have to say who, but has anyone interesting slid into your DMS post bachelor? Uh, there definitely has been some interesting people. And it's funny cause there's also been, you know, people in from my past that are great girls and everything like that that now hit me up and I'm thinking, you know, this would have been so different like two years ago had we been talking, right. you know, now it's a little different. Cause I feel like people are talking to me just cause I was on the bachelorette and you know, I, I don't care too much for somebody yeah, talking to me just goes on the show, you know, but there have definitely been totally. some interesting people and some, some catches that have slid into the DMS, but I've been trying my best intentionally to shut everything down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be with someone who only wants to like chill after you're on a TV show. Like that's that's well, fucked up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's, I mean, that's only such a small portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after the show, I went back to my life as a nurse, and I'm still doing certain things I like to do. So if somebody only talks to me because I was on the show, it'd be pointless. I mean, that's such a small part of me. Yeah, if I totally. want it to be real, if I wanted a real relationship and something to actually pursue, that's one thing. If it's just like a fling, you know, this is fun, then I wouldn't care too much. But, you know, I'm not looking for really just a fun fling. Yeah. Well, that leads me to my next question, which actually <laughs> so many people ask, which is, were you actually looking to get married when you went on the show? So I am not going to say that 
you know, I just went on there to see what happens and maybe this, maybe that. I really, when I had the opportunity to go on the show, I told myself, um, okay, you, this is an opportunity that you can completely, it's a wild idea, shot in the dark, but it's something that you could completely commit to and it could work out. And I was at like objectively in my life, I'm at a place where, you know, life would be great and we could travel and do things we want to do. And I'm doing great, fine with money and everything. So I went on the show, I committed to fully giving it a shot. You know, I wasn't going to shut anything out. I think you saw it on the show. Nothing was off the table for me. Um, so I did go on the show completely open to love. I was definitely a skeptic because that's so far from my normal uh, life, you know? I'm not yeah. that fast with love. And 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 on the show, I even was honest with Tasha a couple of times where I said, like, I'm not going to tell you I love you because I'm that's very serious to me. And, you know, I've only known you so long, but I definitely like you, you know? Love is the next step for me. So I was definitely going, yeah, to look for love. Sounds crazy to me thinking back, but I was. I fully committed to the idea and I was going to just run with where I was at at the time on the show. I just started working with a new client for my social media business, which is called Lindsay's Lunchbox, by the way. And it's really cute. It's like this bread basket that gets sent to you. Anyway, you should totally check it out. But... I couldn't be taking on any new clients unless I had issue because issue honestly makes my life so much easier. If you're in the marketing, social media world, in the fashion world, any sort of creative industry, you should know about issue already. It's a platform where you make something once and it's ready to post everywhere. So instead of having to push out like and do every single step of the way yourself when you're making content issue actually like makes it amazing for you and exactly how you envision it it's an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications so like brochures and magazines sales collateral more like great things for presentations if you're a creator marketer designer educator publisher Issue makes it so much easier for you. All you have to do is upload your PDF and your file and Issue transforms it using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. So I think you should really try it out. Also, you can start using it for free, which is pretty epic. So if you want to get started with Issue today for free, or you can also sign up for a premium account, by the way, and you'll get 50% off if you just go to issuu.com slash podcast and use our promo code ACME. So it's issuu.com slash podcast and then use promo code ACME at checkout for either a free account or 50% off your premium account. issuu.com slash podcast and promo code ACME. See, we did it. Check it out. I like that you said that you, you know, you liked her, but you're not going to say you love her because I watch these shows and I'm like, literally it's been two days and people are like, I love you so much. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, that's just such bullshit. Like no one loves someone after a few weeks. Like just to say that, I feel like that just shows that someone's in it for the wrong reasons, you know? And it's just like feeding what the person wants to hear in a way. I can't speak on how other people actually feel. Um, and I was in that environment and that environment's different because for the first time in your life, you're focused solely on one person. You have no distractions. 
And, um, and that's the point of the show. You want to give the lead all of the attention, you know? Um, so it is a different environment that you start catching yourself being like, I really, really love this person, you know, and you're always thinking about her and everyone's talking about her. So it's a very interesting environment, but, um, for me, it's different. Cause once, you know, I say, I love somebody, even if we don't work out, I'm still there, you know? And once I commit to that, I don't really like falter from it. So I was very intentional about not just being like, I love you. I'm so in love with you unless I checked myself and I really was. And yeah, yeah, for for a few weeks, that's hard for me to do. It's so interesting though, that you say, like you explain the environment and I feel like it's one thing for like the bachelor, for example, it's like us women, like we're used to having to, you know, knowing that there are other women fighting for a man. But I feel like it's less common, at least like widespread and known for it to be the other way around for like other men to straight up know that they're competing with other men for this girl. And it almost, I mean, I don't know, cause I'm not a man, um, a straight guy, but like, maybe you can tell me like, it almost makes sense why like now thinking back, these people feel like they, they love this person sooner because it's like, men love to like fight and get the thing, you know? And it's just like the, the competition aspect of it. And like, having like this woman on a pedestal and kind of like feeling like she's like this celebrity or this like goddess that you're all competing for and taking everyone else away. I feel like, of course, that's a recipe for like a guy to want to like win that game, you know, when you like gamify love in that way. I think there's definitely an aspect to that. And that's just by human nature. I mean, guys, you take all those guys on the show are all studs, you know, in everyone's everyday life, all those guys are doing well. Um, You know, they're alphas in normal life so then yeah you put one beautiful girl in the middle and say okay winner takes all you know and it's not a game but in the back of your mind there is that competitive factor and there's that sense where you're you're like this person's here they say they're in love here they're doing all this and i'm not there there is always like this little bit in your mind that this is still a competition you know, yeah. even like love aside, completely in love, you're still in a room filled with a bunch of alphas that all, you know, want the best. And, yeah, you know, and in the instance of the show, and that's why it's honestly such an, a great show is because it makes guys do things that they probably normally wouldn't do. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I cried on TV. I would never, I don't think anybody's ever seen me cry, and, you know, and I'm used to that in the hospital. I'm not an emotional person. Cause I have to be, you know, you can't have your nurse crying occasionally yeah. you can, but you know, so I did mm-hmm. some things on the show that I probably would have never done. And it's the same with some of the other guys, you know, it's just because of, you know, the environment that you're at and all the other guys that are there. Yeah. It makes me wonder if like, if we should apply any of it to real life, meaning like if I'm single and I'm dating like a few different guys, if I should let them know, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just start a group chat. <laughs> Yeah, not even, but like have a guy, you know, and actually women will ask me this. They'll be like, I have a date next week on Thursday. And this other guy asked me out for next week on Thursday. Do I be honest and say I have a date or do I just say like, I'm busy that night. And I always say like, don't be honest, just not because like you should be deceitful, but because like, that's something that you don't, I I don't think you need to tell a guy like that's, I don't know. What do you think? I think if you go about it the right way, it can be a really powerful thing. 
you know, if, if I see this girl and I'm pursuing her, but I'm not totally in, you know, and I'm like, she's hot. I think we could have fun. And this girl says, no, I can't, you know, I can't go out Tuesday because I have another date, you know, and I'm looking for somebody and there's, I do have guys that are interested in me that would make me want it more, you know, like we just talked about. I think it's, it could be a powerful yeah. thing depending how you went about it. You know, if you're but, flaunting, yeah. I have all these dates, that's one thing. But if somebody knows like, yeah, I am valuable and there are other guys that are interested in me, I'll be upfront about it, but I'm giving you a chance. I will give you a chance. I think that yeah. could be, uh, I mean, that could be a powerful thing. I hear you, but like, what if you just fill in the blanks? Like if, if a girl is saying, I can't, I'm busy that night and she's not telling you what she's doing, like, can't you just kind of guess that she's going on a date that night? Like, I feel like if you outright say it, you're almost like being desperate because you want to be like, look, I have these suitors. Like I have all these people interested in me, like just in case you needed to know. Like I remember with one guy I was dating, I really wanted him to make things like exclusive with me and, you know, official with me. And so I said to him, I was like, this guy asked me out for next week. What should I say? which was like such a bad move looking back. And I guess it's not the same because in the other way, like in the, in the version you said, you're just saying like matter of factly, like I have a date as opposed to like, what should I say to this date? To me, it's really all about presentation on that, honestly. And yeah, it does. It does look a little desperate if you're like, Oh, I have all these dates, like wink, wink, want me like here I am. Yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. give you because I have all these dates. No, it's different how you go about it. But I mean, speaking from personal experience, it would make me be like, oh, wait, you got a date. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You know, like you kind of want to like, is this girl worth like all these other guys want her? Is this girl worth me trying a little harder? But yeah, like but I, I said, like, it depends yeah. how she, she goes about it. But it also depends on the guy like you. So I looked your, I looked up your Zodiac sign. You're a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like Scor- like the Scorpio men I know love a chase and like they love, um, you know, it, like if it's, if it's too easy for them, it's, it's not interesting. But I feel like I know some guys out there who, if they found out this girl that they like, you know, had gone on a few dates with was going out with other people, they would be like, oh no, like that's not for me. So it's interesting that you say that. I mean, I, I always tell women to like keep dating until you're official with someone, but and I guess you're proving my point right. But I feel like there's some guys out there. There that are going to be some guys that are like that. But then you have to think, is that the kind of guy that you want? Not yeah. saying a bad way, but if is that the kind of guy that you want? That's like, oh, no, there's somebody else there that's not for me. Or do you want somebody that's like, okay, I actually do like this girl. No games. I don't care if there's other guys involved. I'm going for it. Like those are yeah. two completely different guys on the spectrum. Yeah. I want the guy who's like, I don't care. I'm still going for it. It's like, um, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got to be careful with that. But like at the end of the day, I feel like most people, not most people, but it is really attractive to have a guy or a girl um, that's like, you know, here's where everything is, but I don't care because I'm going to pursue you or, or, you know, because you do feel wanted and you do feel like, you know, we can take on the world kind of thing. Yeah, it's def- it's like it's hot. It's almost mid-January. Actually, that's not true. It's January 10th. Like, I need to relax. But it it's not far. And if you haven't started or thought about doing dry January, I am not trying to force you, but I actually think it would make you feel so amazing. And obviously, you know that I'm sober, so... 
I'm a little biased, but I really, really love how I feel not drinking. And the one thing I'm like, oh, I wish there was like a drink that I could drink that was non-alcoholic that just like made my life better in the ways that like alcohol does, but without the bad side effects. And that's why I am so happy to tell you about Kin Euphorics. Kin Euphorics is actually the first non-alcoholic drink for grownups like us who care about the little things like brain function, hormone harmony, great sex, so important, and like de-stressing after an insane day. Kin Euphorics are stacked with the good stuff, but none of the bad. So as I mentioned, um, all the good things like from drinking, but none of the bads, the bads, (laughs) the bad. And so they've got adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms that help curb stress in the moment and over time and nootropics that support cognitive function. So like clarity, memory, creativity. I am a big fan. My favorite flavor is the dream light because it tastes like an Amaro and melts away all my stress. It's like perfect for before bed. And like, if I'm trying to, you know, like listen to music and dance in my apartment alone, I like the Kin Spritz because it's kind of like an Aperol Spritz without the crash or the hangover. So we have a special deal for you guys. I highly encourage you to do Dry January. And even if you don't, you can still try Kin Euphorics, which is the great thing. So you'll get 15% off plus free shipping on your order when you go to kinuphorics.com slash Acme or use code Acme at checkout to claim this deal. That's K-I-N. E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C-S dot com slash Acme. Check it out. Going back to your question about like, if I say I'm not busy on Tuesday or I'm busy on Tuesday, uh, do guys not fill it in? You know, us guys are so dumb. Guys, me personally, we are so clueless. And for some reason, guys have it in their head that girls don't like aren't players and girls cannot Mm. talk to multiple guys at once. Um, There's this weird, like backwards thinking that guys are the only ones that do that. And that's not the case at all. Yeah, that's so true. So, so I guess like in that case, it would be good to, to spell it out a little bit. Guys need a little bit of spelling out. You know how dumb we are. We're so clueless. (laughs) I know that's like my motto, but some people are like, no, no guys, no, like guys, uh, some people would be like, guys, check who views their Instagram story. I'm like, eh, I mean, some guys Maybe. do, but then you can be like hinting so hard and the guy will miss it for three days. And then yeah. he'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> like after the fact. A lot of people were asking if you were told, and I, I'm sure you can't actually answer this, but if you were told to cause trouble on the show or if it was something that happened naturally. No, um, I get asked that a lot too. Because I, for one, was also a uh, bachelor, bachelorette skeptic before going on the show. How'd you watch the show? So I used to watch it back in the day. Me and the guys all had, I swear it was on, it was on a different day because it was a while ago, but we used to have all the guys over and we'd all just drink and have fun. And sometimes we did with girls, but honestly, it was all the guys. So, you know, I used to watch it and I hadn't watched it in a little while. On the show, you're never really told anything. People, like their true side is shown. And I know that makes it sound like I'm saying it. I'm a troublemaker. Um, there were just situations that I found myself in. Like, I don't know. 
how I got myself in that situation or, or if there was a little bit of manipulation or things like that. I don't know. All I, all I would know is how I could react. And to me, it was a lot of people coming at me, you know, kind of sideways or just nonstop kind of belittling. Mostly you saw it was Bennett. Um, yeah. And I can put up with that for so long. And then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is enough. So, right. you know, if, if what you see on TV is me being like, this is enough, that's going to be, you know, it's hard to see both sides because there's so much that goes on and you guys only get to see like 5%, you know, you guys get to see yeah. nothing because we're filming nonstop. So I was never told to be a troublemaker. I personally never thought in my room, I'm going to be a troublemaker. I really just, no, I didn't really have any filters and that made me butt head with heads with certain people and, and things like that. But it's hard when you can't see the whole story. I'll just say that. Well, so in that case, are there any scenes that were not included that you wish were included? Yeah, there's a few, but looking back, there's actually, yeah, there's a few that I would have loved to be in. It would have made my life so much easier. Uh, Mm -hmm. But looking back, you know, if there's a certain like way that the show's going, you can't include everything because it kind of, it's confusing and you can't have a five hour TV show. Um, I don't know if I can talk about the things that I wish were there. There are a few conversations yeah. with Tasha and a few conversations with the guys specifically um, that, yeah, if they were in, it would have made a lot more sense to everybody, but they weren't. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. And I looked up uh, Bennett's sign too. And I know you're probably like, I can't believe this girl's into astrology, but <laughs> we, are, we are here on the podcast and okay. he's an Aries and Aries and Scorpio just don't really get along. So it does make sense that you did, uh, that you did fight a little bit. Scorpios are just more blunt and everyone thinks Scorpios are toxic. I swear I'm not that toxic, but you know, if we're going to pin people to their signs, Scorpios are blunt and they don't take BS very well. Yeah. They're more, they're very good at calling people out. Yeah. They're very direct because it's, you know, it's like, what the point, you know, if this is what I want, this is what I want. If this is what I don't, you know, I don't like, let's, Let's just get done with this. So yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Okay. So there you go. We have a, a, a straight male confirming astrology for you. Um, oh so gosh, is that what I just did? <laughs> <laughs> you totally did. Um, somebody said he mentioned not liking Claire Crawley and I'm interested more about why. Is that true? All right. You're not going to hear me outright say I dislike Claire Crawley because I never met Claire Crawley. Uh-huh. Um, what I did say was that I would have been, uh, extremely frustrated if I was on Claire Crawley's season, which I was cast to be, you know, mm-hmm. originally. I but then why s- weren't you on it? Um, uh, just how it all worked out. I ended up being mm-hmm. anxious. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces and with COVID and th- my work and things like that. Yeah. Um, but had I been on Claire Crawley's season, I would have been so frustrated. And that's what I did say is that I would have been mad. I might've had Yosef tendencies because Yosef popped, popped his lid. I just think he did it the wrong way. He spoke intentionally and I thought he was good to start, but then he just went far left. Yeah. For me, it would have been really hard for me to be pursuing Claire at the, you know, if we're talking about Claire, it would have been very hard for me to pursue her and see that she's just really doesn't care. And it's just, She's obviously only into this guy, you know, and right. not giving anyone the time of day. And, you know, she did go there for love. 
So that's what she found. Can't fault her for that. But I would have been so frustrated. I definitely, we would have probably got, I would have called her out, honestly. Because yeah, it was embarrassing to watch. Because I like all those guys. It was embarrassing to watch how some of the guys, you know, were put in that situation. And mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have done with it. Because here, if I'm fully committed to trying to find love, and this girl's just playing with us on national television, you know, kind of making us look like, you know, little boys pretty much. It well, been I was confused about it. Like, aren't you supposed to, I don't know what the contracts are like, but I imagine that it's something like you finish out this season and then you choose a person. I don't know what the logistics are, but I mean, as someone who considers himself, you know, someone with knowledge about dating, I was embarrassed for, for her, not the guys, because like, and I don't know where she's at today. I don't know if she's still, you know, with that guy, but it's like, she, like, she literally put all of her eggs in one basket, like immediately when she had like a lot of opportunities to not do that. And so that off the bat, I'm like, it's probably not going to work out if you do that. But that's just me. To me, it's zero to a hundred. It would have made, if I was in her shoes, I would have definitely been like, okay, this guy, yeah, he's, he's at the top. But in order to make that stronger and in order to test your own feelings and all these things. I have to date other people. Yeah. You have to see. And that's the point of the show, you know? So right. it was definitely, I mean, it was a 2020 move to say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah. Things weren't what they were normally on the show. And some of the totally. stuff she did. Yeah. was, I mean, it was ballsy, but it yeah. wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have stuck well with me. That's, that's where the people that get, I don't like Claire Crowley. I never met her. So I can't say that. I just, some of the stuff she did would have really annoyed me. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Would you have changed anything that you did when you reflect on your time on The Bachelorette? So that's one of the things that I actually am. You know, I'm I'm not one of those persons, those people persons. I'm not one of those people, you know, that looks back the shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, this, the Monday night quarterback when the game was on Sunday, you know, things like that. Uh, that's one of the things that was very intentional about the show is no regrets. Say everything you want to say is when are you going to be on the bachelorette again? You know, do everything you want to do. I was a little messy and reckless on some of the things I did for sure, but I don't think I would take them away because it added to the whole experience and everything that went on. I think if there was one thing I would have done, I would have, you know, I don't think I could have avoided the drama. Like I said, a lot of the drama came to me and I just was like in <laughs> defensive mode. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing I would have done differently, you know, I could have handled some of the conversations a little better. But at that time, that's I was just running, you know, fast pace. The one thing I would have done is probably, you know, Tasha knew about the drama, but she knew about it later on. I would have, me knowing that I was getting in drama because I thought, you know, the drama is going to end. I kept saying that I'm not going to be involved. And then I always was. Had I known I would always be in some sort of drama, you know, I would have taken that time to get a little deeper with Taisha because she only, she saw a lot of fun and goofy side of me. And we did have serious conversations, but not as much. And looking back, had I known I was in the drama, I would have been like, okay, she's going to know about the drama either way, but I'm going to at least show her some more serious sides of me. So like the drama, it doesn't matter. You know, that's the one thing I I probably would have done differently. Uh, yeah, just, I think that's fair to say. Just kind of solidified a deeper relationship with her because then the drama, it's at the end of the day, she gets to choose. But if all she sees is me 
you know, kind of acting like a, like an idiot or being told I'm acting like an idiot, then it's, that's an easy choice. Yeah. But I don't really have any regrets, honestly. It's, I left saying everything I wanted to say. Good. Do you speak, like, have you spoken to Bennett at all? Uh, (laughs) I have spoken to Bennett. We, We had little jabs back and forth on social media, you know, little kind of banter, funny stuff. Um, I recently spoke to him and, you know, we're, we're trying to, uh, let bygones be bygones. Personally, I don't hold grudges on anybody. Like my normal life, there's not a single person I dislike. I'm pretty much friends with everybody, you know, and, and if I do have a problem with somebody, I get it addressed. So I'm not one to like continue this beef going unless I'm in a situation where someone's out of line, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but I spoke to him and we're, we're cordial. We're, you know, we're trying to be friends. Like I said before, I still can't tell with Bennett because there are some instances when he's so funny and he's a goofy guy. And then there were instances where he's, you know, really condescending. So like right now, I mean, Bennett, we're cordial. We're, we're just acquaintances, you know, we're not buddy, buddy. I'm not in, I'm not in New York getting Cosmos with him, but yeah. you know, it hasn't been like this ongoing feuding thing because I have a lot of more important things to do with my life than than talking trash on Bennett. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Somebody asked, a lot of people asked actually about your faith. And like the most interesting question that came through was, would you ever date someone who's not religious or of a different faith? So this is a question they asked me on the show. Um, because that is something that's very important to me. I think uh religion either having religion or not having religion does mold a lot of your choices in life. And if you're with a partner and you guys have different views on that, it's really difficult to make other choices that could be related. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm not more hell bound on religion as much as I am the person. I will say that people of the same religion do tend to have the same ideals and the same attributes and things like that. So I don't know, honestly, if I could date somebody that wasn't in the same lane as me, as far as that goes, just because it affects so many aspects of your life. Um, And it makes me, I know it's changed me and it makes me live a certain way. And I'm not saying it's better or worse than the person next to me. I just can only speak for what it is done to me. So Mm -hmm. if me and, you know, my partner don't see eye to eye on that, it'd be really hard later in life with kids and, you know, maybe some of the choices we make could be a lot harder to make those if you know you see different you don't want to agree to disagree throughout the whole relationship you know you do want to agree on some things so for me for me it'd be one of those things that it'd be hard to waver on but it would Mm -hmm. come down to the person you know what's the person like yeah i would say it's not a deal breaker at least for me but it does make things easier which i think is important i think there's a lot of things in a relationship that you just got to make a choice. Is this worth sacrificing for? Um, yeah. You know, career, pol- politics, those, there's a ton of things, a slew of things that you could, but there's only a couple that, you know, I, I wouldn't really waver on. And easier is one way to put it, like you said. But, you know, for me, it's my family, my religion are the two things that I don't really let anything get in between. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what faith is in a way. Um, yeah, so- well, and that, that is a deal breaker to a lot of girls. Um, right. There's a stigma that 
you know, he's religious, he's this way and he's, he's super judging, he's black and white and all this, you know, I'm not saying I'm a loose cannon, but like, to me, it just affects my life. So it's a shame that some girls completely judge you and write you off for it. But, you know, I guess it just is what it is. But you're not like save yourself for marriage religious. Well, I mean, I've already talked about this. I was, uh, you know, I pushed off dating the girl I did date. I dated for, the, you know, eight months. And my whole thing was, yeah, I want to have sex with my wife and I want to, you know, get crazy with it. And I want to give that to her only. And then I ended up having sex with, you know, that girl. And after that, I was, I wasn't like, okay, well, that was all worthless. You know, I still, right. I still, I mean, no, I'm not saving myself for marriage because I already had sex and I have had sex, you know, after that, you know, but it's very, it hardly ever happens. And I do make a conscious effort because I do want to just give that to my wife. Yeah. But like, if you met someone that you thought was like wife material, you would wait with that person. Yeah. I mean, up to, I try, I mean, up to this point I have, mm-hmm. um, just cause yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird about that. Cause that's, that's not exactly the save yourself ter- till marriage, but it's also not, you know, you have to have sex to see to, you know, are the one. Uh, but I really do just try Like there's only a few things that I really hold off for my wife. You know, I don't yeah. cook for girls. I cook great, but you know, I'm going to wait. You know, if I get a serious relationship, then oh, you I'm hold cooking. out on you uh, hold out on the meal. Certain things, <laughs> yeah, I hold out on certain things. Uh, if it's, it's a girl it's, I really it's... like and we're dating, then I'm like, okay, you can have a little bit more of Noah. You know, yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I am reserving. It's funny though, like that you said, um, like you have to know if like you have sexual chemistry or, or you know whatever. But I feel like for women, like who have sex with men, it's like it's more important to know what the sex is like because like we have a lot more to risk. Like we could be, we could have sex with a man and like he could, you know, not that there's anything wrong with like being smaller, but like he could be smaller or like he could have like, you know, I don't know, like an ED situation or or whatever it is, right? Whereas like how bad can a woman be at sex? Like how bad can a woman be at sex? Like how bad? Like what? She just lays there. That's the worst yeah, it could be. Yeah, you say that because she's probably because you're probably good. You know, women can be bad at sex. I guess <laughs> I have heard like I've heard things about like a bush that's too big or like smelliness, but like I've ne- <laughs> or like I don't know or like how things fit and how they don't fit well or something like that. But like how, I don't know, how bad can it be? Is that, is that naive of me to think that it could be that bad? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it can't be that bad and you can always get better. To me personally, you can find out a lot of those things pretty early on. Like without sex? Yeah, without actually having sex, you can tell if a guy is one and a half inches big. I mean, that's what you're talking about earlier. But you can tell a lot of things. You can really tell chemistry too without having sex. I mean, I don't think sex is the end all for, you know, passion and, and a sexual relationship. You can definitely tell a lot of these things without actual penetration and calling it sex. Personally, I think. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, I, I guess my argument is just like, that's what would scare me as a woman. I, I don't know if I could marry someone I didn't have sex with, but if I were the man in that situation, I'd be like, oh, you know, if she's like that much of, I don't know, what do they call it? Like a dead, dead fish or starfish or whatever. <laughs> a little starfish. Then she could, pro- then she could probably improve a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, it's easier for girls, I feel like, to uh, improve. But girls have a lot of mental things going on more than guys do. Yeah. Uh, as far as where your headspace affects your sexual relationship, I think a lot more than it affects guys. Oh, yeah. Like, we have to be... It's it's so mental for for us as women. Like, we have to be like connected mind body in so many ways in order to like have an orgasm. Whereas like a guy can have an orgasm with bad sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, a guy can have an orgasm just waking up, you know, on the wrong side literally, of the bed. Literally. Um, okay. I have one more question for you and then we're going to do some rapid fire poll questions real quick. Ivan asked you who won your chess game. Ivan did not. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I can't stand Ivan. Okay, Ivan won my chess game. Um, we played one time. I will say it was cut short, and he caught me after fighting the whole house. I hadn't slept, um, you know, and he got me at a good time, but Ivan, Ivan beat me. The thing That's is, really Ivan funny. works so slow. He works like a turtle, and he knows that I'm so ADD, and I, like, have to move fast. So he'll just take so long moving his pieces, you know, that – I just end up tapping out like mentally. <laughs> well, yeah. Ivan did beat me. He, he knew how but to play he, you. He, he beat me as a turtle. <laughs> okay. I'll make, I'll make sure he listens to hear that. <laughs> um, okay. Some rapid fire poll questions. Are you for or against kissing on the first date? I don't think it's a black and white. I You have, have to choose one. <laughs> Personally, I love it, but there's something special about not doing it. If, I know what you mean. Um, shoot, if I have to choose one, I'm going to say to keep it interesting, not kissing on the first date. And okay. I know people are going to take that out of context, but it definitely no. keeps it interesting. That's what my boyfriend and I did and it worked out for him. Is there a difference between settling in a relationship and being ungrateful for it? Um, that's yes a great no. question. Uh, yes. Mm. So settling and being ungrateful... Yeah, and that's honestly a long answer, but you know, there's there's a fine line between the two of those. Yeah. Is it fair to be annoyed if your long distance significant other doesn't call on New Year's Eve, just texts? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Anybody in that situation would be bothered by that, or you don't care. Uh, yeah. You know, that's hard. Long distance is really hard. Um, yeah. But you would expect him to want to do more than text or her. I agree. I agree. If you plan on having kids, do you want to raise them where you grew up? Yes or no? Ooh, there's something about Tulsa, Oklahoma living. I will say that. You know, there okay. is something special in the back of my head, uh, you know, growing up on land, because that's what I did. And, mm -hmm. you know, having a nice house up on a hill and you have four wheelers and you raise the boys to be able to fix things and the girls, your little princess and things like that. So you've thought about it. There's and the something answer is yes. special about it. I'm not tied to it, but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least a place to come back to, you know, always come back to in Tulsa. Uh, right. It's really special to be, but I'm not tied to it. It is, unless you were there though, it's hard to explain. Okay, fair. They cried on the first two dates about work. Uh, deal breaker or no big deal? Ooh, it depends what they do, I guess. If they're crying on the first two dates, that means there's a lot bottled up. Um, yeah. I know personally, nurses cry a lot. I'll walk, I'll be walking through the parking garage and I'll see a nurse crying in her car. Uh, you know, sometimes it's really heavy. So yeah. 
I would advise crying on the first two dates. It's I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker, but it definitely should raise some flags on uh, yeah, what's going on behind the scenes. Is there a quote or piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with? Oh, shoot. How about this? I wrote this the other day. I had a little reflection the other day uh, for New Year's Eve. And so I wrote just a couple things down that applied to me and I will read them. There's only three. Okay. Okay. Um, and these are all things that I wrote because they apply to me, but I know people can apply them to themselves as well. So I said, there's no better place to be than with the people you are with in the place you are right now. Uh, I'm really adamant about that. And that's why I can't stand people that are always texting other people when you're with people. Mm. Uh, but you know, this one hit for me is you will never be perfect. So quit trying to be and beating yourself up when you're not, you can only do the best you can, in, you can do and enjoy the process along the way that can apply to a relationship as well. Uh, wanting something doesn't mean it's what's best for you is probably what your listeners will cling on to because we all think just cause it's, we're so passionate about something and we want it, it's gotta be what's yeah. best for us. That's not the case. And yeah, you start to realize it's not the case, you know, as things start happening. Um, yeah. and then to tie along with that, just because you know, you should have something doesn't mean you will have it right away. Some good things take time. Be patient. That's, I love I mean, that. that to apply in a relationship as well is it might be right, but you can't force a good thing. Um, you just got to be patient and look for the little answers along the way. So I feel like those are my little two cents. Those are just for me personally that I put on my story, but I know those could apply to a relationship and can apply to 2021. Yeah, totally. I think those are great. And also like, just because I guess this is the same thing that you said, basically, but just because you want something doesn't mean you need that something. Um, where can everyone find you, follow you and, uh, stay tuned to, if you do go on the bachelor in paradise. Um, so my Instagram is Noah underscore herb, um, pretty much on my Twitter and all that's the same. I hardly get on Twitter, but that's my Instagram. I'm on that the most. I post stories all the time being goofy and whatnot. And that's where I would update if I went on paradise as well. Cool. I mean, that's my main source of communication. I honestly, I try to be active on that and respond to people and things like that. It's hard. Um, but I do try to try to do that. Fair warning. I am about as dumb as a doorknob sometimes. So you might see some really dumb posts. <laughs> Good to know. And uh, you but also, that's where you can find me. You also might see some uh, pretty creative DMS from our listeners. Cause they're <laughs> from your listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. You open the box with the astrology signs. <laughs> <laughs> no telling what we get I now. know, exactly. Uh, Noah, thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, appreciate it so much. Can't wait li to listen to it and kind of see the response. Yeah, me too. I've heard nothing but good things. You're a wise guru. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had a few people reach out to me and say to go on your podcast. Oh, I love that. Um, but I didn't I didn't know anything about it. So you do have some loyal people that reached out. That makes me you so and happy. Kind of knowing me. Yeah. I love but it. I'm glad I could be here. Me I had a blast. Too answer questions that I probably wouldn't answer elsewhere. So I'm glad 